Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, where we talk about all of the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, and health and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. Today on the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about therapy. So something that we hear all the time on different podcasts, in social media, in regular media is go to therapy. And it's kind of brought up in a very general term of just therapy is therapy and everybody needs it and it's going to help you. And I think a lot of people struggle with what does that even look like? And there's a lot of fear around therapy and what is the experience going to be like and people maybe think think in their head that they need it or want it and that maybe it will help them with something they're struggling with, but they really don't know. It's almost like they're scared. And it's very difficult because in a lot of the cases that I've seen where somebody decides they want therapy or even personally, then all of a sudden you're on the internet looking for a therapist. And again, it's hard to really discern what you're looking for and and how to actually get started. So I thought what might be useful, I am by no means an expert on therapy, but to just explain in a couple of cases, different therapies that I've either sought or seen and what that included. And part of the thing that I think is the struggle is that people don't have the language around it. You know, they say, I want therapy, but it's difficult because you don't actually know what what that would include and what you're seeking. So I'm just going to briefly go through a couple of therapies that I've sought over the years and what that looked like and then um, leave you to do more research. So I'm sure if you go on the internet and Google, you know, types of therapy, you'll probably come up with some as well. And that would also be very helpful for you. But maybe it'll take the edge off a little bit if something that you've been thinking about is, I should really get therapy. This sounds like what I need. Um, What does it actually look like? So The first type of therapy that I ever experienced was really with a counselor, and I would say it was counseling. So back in the day when I was a teenager, my parents divorced, and they felt that I wasn't processing it or dealing with it in the best way. So they set me up with a counselor, and I basically went to her office a few times. I'll be honest, I didn't really say very much. And um, eventually, I remember crying at one of the sessions. And then it was like, the counselor was happy. She was like, Oh, she's cried. It's fine. She's ready to go. And I don't actually think I went back after that. So that wasn't a great experience. But it kind of gives you an idea that working with a counselor, um, in my case, was more of like a talk or not so talk much <laughs> in, in my case, um, therapy. And, and it was just kind of working through, hey, this is what's going on. And how do you feel about that? So that was kind of counseling for me. Then as I got older and I started to deal with a number of the issues, um, particularly around my son's um, illness, pandas, and 
more of a longer term dealing with stress and anxiety, um, I sought out a program that I read about called Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction. I had seen an ad in um, our newspaper, in our community that said that there was a doctor that leads a mindfulness-based stress reduction, MBSR for short, program. And, you know, if you were somebody experiencing chronic stress, uh, that you could meet with the doctor and see if this was the program for you. So in that case, I set up an appointment with her. We had a conversation. I sort of explained my current situation and and how I was feeling um, stress-wise. And then once I was admitted into the program, it was like an eight-week session, so very different. It was with a group. It wasn't a one-on-one like talk therapy. It was with a group, and so the very first session, we all kind of sat around on chairs, and the only thing that we ever did that really shared emotion was just introducing ourselves, and in that case, the leader said, you know, if you want to kind of share why you're here, you can, or you could just share what you're looking forward to getting out of it and your name, just to kind of ground people in, in who was in the room. Now, I know some people did speak for a longer time and, and probably found like an emotional release in that case. I, I really didn't. I, you know, was very high level, you know, um, very work-like in it. And so from that, though, that was really the only time. And then after that, every week, we worked through John Kabat-Zinn's book, Full Catastrophe Living, and touched on different readings from the book at each session, and then we would practice some of the techniques that John Kabat-Zinn has in his book for um, reducing stress. And those really focused on yoga, meditation, and different types of mindfulness. So it was a really interesting course, and I still think back to some of the the teachings in that course and uh, do use some of them. So we did things like mindful eating. We did things like um, different types of meditation. So like a walking meditation, like walking mindfully. Um, It really was brand new to me as well, doing different types of meditation. So we would sit for progressively longer times in just a quiet meditation Um, as well. And then we did do very light yoga. The yoga wasn't, the yoga was for stress reduction. And if you get a copy of uh, John Kabat-Zinn's book, you, he walks through the entire yoga routines. Um, And again, they are not the type of yoga where it's, you know, you're constantly moving around and it's not focused on muscle build. It's focused on relaxation in, in a certain style of movement. So That I actually did find to be very effective um, because the purpose was to use those techniques that they were laying out and incorporate them into your days. And whether it was a, you know, the five or 10 minute meditation or the yoga or hey, all of it if it worked, but it was just to, as a group, explore the, the techniques and really start incorporating them. So that was a good experience for me. And it really, I think, started to reduce my stress in a way that I could even look at it a little bit more objectively and start to kind of see through it um, at that point. So I would I would definitely recommend this to somebody as kind of a start 
um, going into like a group session like that to kind of start dealing with some of your stress or anxiety. So after the group MBSR experience, um, I also sought out um, a therapist for myself. So I had done some therapy with my son, which again, therapy for kids is a little bit different. Um, that, what I've experienced is more a combo of talk and a little bit of play, or at least that's what I looked for. Um, for my kids. So in doing that, I really started to think, you know, I should lean into therapy for myself and start looking for something. So because I had done MBSR and I had found it to be helpful and I thought I don't want to start over again with something that's very different than what the learnings I've already done because the MBSR courses, you know, were three hours a night for eight weeks. Like I felt like it was a real time investment especially because at the time I had small kids. And so I really took it seriously that I was taking three hours of an evening away from time with my kids to invest in myself and my mental health. And I really wanted to make sure that that was time well used. So what I looked for was a registered psychologist. And I also was more drawn towards somebody that talked about using CBT, cognitive-based therapy, but also mindfulness. And so I did find a, a wonderful psychologist and the way that it worked with her was, you know, we had a conversation just to understand what I was looking for um, and and for me to understand her methods. And so that was great. And then I gave... Um, a history of different things that I was dealing with. And then because of her professional designation, she was able to then give me a diagnosis of what she thought were my issues. And then from there, we worked on tools together. And it was very much focused on education and giving me homework. So a lot of... um worksheets kind of came home. There were things that I did. One was like a thought record where, you know, you write down something that was a trigger and then like an event and then what were the thoughts that came out of that and what was the the consequence. And it really, the idea was to do it throughout the week or two weeks in between sessions and then take it back so that you could really talk through it and have something specific. Um, within those sessions, we did a lot of grounding strategies. So if you're dealing with an anxious mind, sometimes you need to, you know, whether you call it mindfulness or presencing or grounding, there needs to be something that sort of brings you back. And so she gave me tons of different techniques for that to try out. And um, those were very helpful. Um, and, and just different handouts. So I found this to be very effective. Um, we we worked through a number of things and it was a very comfortable relationship. So I would say one of the things that was important with this psychologist is fit, right? Like I really liked the way that she approached the therapy. I really liked, she was like a very gentle person. She had some really interesting techniques. Like every time you would leave, you would take almost like a, a card that it wasn't like your future, but kind of, it was really interesting things. We even did some meditations, like, you know, if she 
recognized that I had had a very stressful week. Um, there were some different videos that she recommended that I watch in between sessions, like on YouTube, good speakers that she had seen. Um, just really excellent. And I think that makes all the difference. If you are feeling like it's a fit with the person that you're working with and you're really trusting in their process. And so what I liked is, you know, I've mentioned a few things that we did together, but, you know, keep in mind, I'm not a therapist. And so one of the things that I really recognized is that we moved slowly. It was kind of like a, you know, conversations to then a little bit of homework and and then, you know, she would say, oh, I see that this issue is kind of coming up and recommend something specific in that way. And I think that's what people don't always recognize is there's tons of tools on the internet. There's tons of mindfulness books. There's tons of um, exercises that you can come across for journaling, but if you don't know really what you're dealing with yourself and it's hard for you to recognize it, that's where that impartial person comes in, then you don't know what you need to help you work it through. And so kind of passing it over to somebody and saying, here's what I'm dealing with and then allowing them to make those suggestions based on their professional um, background and, and their education of what might help you through certain situations, it really it really takes the pressure off yourself, you know, and I guess that's the difference between self-help um, when you're reading the books and you're doing it all on your own and then working with a professional who can really help you to dig in and move past things. And honestly, for me, when I was dealing with very high levels of stress and anxiety, it was kind of great to just take that off my plate. Like, okay, I don't have to fix myself now too. I can work with somebody who's going to at least put me in the right direction. Granted, therapy is work and I, you know, you still have to do the work. I still had to find the time to work through the thought records or remember to actually try the grounding techniques when I needed them or, you know, do the yoga and the meditation when I was taking the MBSR course. But um, it, it just made me not have to guess so much and then think like, well, am I wasting my time with this? No, because I knew that I was working with somebody that I believed in and that could really provide me with the right advice. Um, and then I, after working with her, I relocated and we had a few sessions by Skype, but I knew it wasn't something that she wanted to do long term um, in that kind of web way. So we, I then did seek eventually a therapist in the new area and, and again, looked for a registered psychologist. But, you know, and it might have been my mindset at the time. I just didn't find that I clicked with this person. I did a few sessions, um, but I just didn't... I just didn't feel that I was getting the kind of help that I wanted. And so I haven't went back. We've done a, I did a couple sessions and then have really taken a break from, from meeting with that person. She was less mindfulness focused and maybe that's what I missed. Um, it just, it just wasn't as good as a fit, um, in, in that case. So that's where you can see that there is a difference in you're dealing with somebody and their personality. And if you find that they are coming across in a certain way that doesn't put you at ease, 
I think that's going to be an issue. And also, I think it is your mindset. So when I went to go see the first registered psychologist, I had just come from the MBSR, some other good experiences in children's therapy, and was really in a good mind space to take this on. You know, it's possible my mindset wasn't uh, there the same with the second therapist. Um, And I think the other thing was I really knew that I wanted to start making change when I met with the first registered psychologist and I was committed to the work. Like, you know, if she said, hey, you need to do this, I did it. And that was really, I think, one of the big, big pieces that that did make a difference is it is work. It does take time. But if you truly commit, I think you'll really see um, results along with that fit. So again, I'm not in any ways a psychiatrist or a psychologist or any of those things, but I just thought maybe it would be helpful to give you just a few of my experiences and hopefully take some of that mystique away from the, hey, go to therapy, you know, you should get therapy. And and people just, I think, throw it around so much that um, it's really difficult to even understand what you would be signing up for. So definitely, I would say do your homework. Um, there's a lot of websites that you can go to that break down the specialties of different therapists. Um, and also if you have a like um, plan through your work, make sure that you touch base with them if they will be uh, reimbursing in any way for any types of therapy because Sometimes it really depends on the designation of the therapist. So there are, I've worked with masters of social work. I've worked with registered psychotherapists. I've worked with registered psychologists. And they all are slightly, and then there's psychiatrists as well, which, you know, is a medical doctor. So there's all different ones. And it's good to kind of educate yourself if you've got a health plan, what that actually covers before you go searching. Because if you know you don't want to pay out of pocket and you don't have to pay completely out of pocket, it helps you to narrow down your search. Then also, you know, if you are interested in different types of therapies, start to zone in on those and then that can really help as well and kind of set you up for at least a better fit initially. And then I would say go from personality and you don't have to feel bad. Like I know people have talked about firing your therapist and and I think it does happen. I think if you go for sessions and the person is not as uh, good of a fit and maybe a little off-putting or what have you, then move on. I mean, you are paying for this and you should be getting the most out of it that you can for your time and your money. So I would totally encourage you to start that research if that is something that you're looking for. And again, hopefully this has taken a little bit of the mystique away from it. So the other thing I just wanted to mention this week is I had the opportunity to take a two-hour meditation teacher training through the Peace Room. And I really enjoyed the experience. They shared a lot of the techniques that they use in putting together meditation. And it's been very helpful because before I kept thinking, I'd love to to be able to give 
a meditation and I had really no idea where to start. And so now I feel like with the techniques that I've gotten from the teacher training, I will be able to put that together. And so just kind of wanted to give a heads up that that is something that I am hoping to offer soon, uh, either through the podcast or possibly recording it through like a webinar type Zoom uh, format where I could then also be able to use pictures and things like that during the meditation. Um, and I'm, yeah, very excited looking right now into what could I use for sounds and what could I use for pictures, what kind of mental images would be interesting in a meditation. So certainly if anybody has feedback, would love to, to have that come through either in my Instagram of some kind of meditation that you're looking for or, um, in any of the other platforms like my blog would be really interesting as well. So just like I said, a heads up of how exciting and excited I am for being involved in meditation going forward. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you've enjoyed the podcast and found it to be useful. As always, the podcast is based on my experience and not intended to be medical advice. If you do like the podcast, please consider subscribing. The blog is available at www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com. And also you can follow me on Instagram at Sarah, S-A-R-A, Lady Gluten. And this podcast is brought to you by doTERRA. doTERRA has many oils that can support you in your mindfulness like lavender, copaiba. As well, they have a set of yoga blends, Arise, Affirm, and Anchor that would be wonderful for meditation. So you can either contact me on Instagram if you are interested in getting doTERRA oils at wholesale price. And also, you can contact me at my email, Co at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for listening and please have a great week and I will see you next week. Thanks.